How's the jet lag? It's all right. It, no, I thought it was all right. I think it was, I think I felt it was all right for the first couple of days because I did the 6am flight out. So the final, which I'm sure we'll get to, turned out to be a little bit shorter than everyone thought. <laughs> so I ended up having loads of time to try and stay awake because I left the apartment at 3am, flight 6am. And I thought, wow, I'm going to be rushing. And uh, no, I had lots of time, lots of time because everything wrapped up. 6am flight out. No real time to think about it. On the same flight as Rafa Nadal and his entourage. Oh, so nice. Carlos Moyer, big, big entourage. Da, um, a few. Actually, if you break it down, it probably wasn't that much. It was his girlfriend now confirmed fiance. Oh, of course. Yeah, they tend. To, the loser tends to get out sharpish. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really harsh calling him a loser, isn't it? That's not, Nadal, such a loser. But the runner-up. Sorry, the runner-up. Well, no, actually, I got to the check-in desk, and obviously they're checking in and first class or like the Nadal check-in and I'm just sort of with the masses and the man at the desk said there's a tennis player over there and I said oh yeah I've seen he lost and I was like oh yeah I know he lost badly and I was like yep no he did well it was quite a surprise and he was so he said I thought I was gonna be late for work and I was watching the fun then it finished and I was like Yes, it did. And he just, he was so excited that Nadal, who looked sort of casual clothes with his little, his racket bag over his shoulders. It was dad, fiance, coach, T. It wasn't, it was big, but it wasn't. And he was a little bit like he is on court. He was organising everything. So he had the passports. He was organising the bags. I mean, if you imagine him with his bottles and bits and pieces, I I was sort of trying not to laugh because he was very, this is this, we're going here, this bag's here, we're doing that. And then... Didn't really see them again because they obviously get taken off down left. Yeah, they. I basically go a different direction. Um, and they go on a different level on the plane as well. They're sort of upstairs. But I did hit the economy seat jackpot. Oh, uh, you got the whole row? Not, three seats out of four. Oh, okay. Which is not too... But what you made really it, want the fourth. No, though. what made it extra special? No one in front of me, so no reclining. Okay, good. And no one behind me. So I could recline because okay. I'm one of these people that feels really bad and I never put my seat back because I don't want to annoy the person. <gasps> I'm the same. the same. Unless I just absolutely have to because no, somebody I, in front of me has done it. Then I just I, I still can't. I just because I know how I feel when the seat comes back. So I can't put the seat back because I know that I'm swearing and thinking, just push my knees in the back of the seat so I can't do it. You but, should be at the, if you get the back, back seats and you're against the wall, you can't go back at all. So mm. then the person in front of you comes back and you can't go anywhere. What's behind you? Toilet. Uh, toilets. Oh yes, yeah, and then you get that queue. You get that. Queue <laughs> also, of, the food. You get you get the queue of people waiting for the toilet. So you're watching a movie. Uh, yeah. It might be something kind of really naff, just past the time. And you look up, and there's someone like watching it with you while they're waiting for the toilet. So I, I know that I see what you mean about that seat, but I can't. So I was kind of yeah. further foot. But it it was amazing. And as we got off, the Nadal entourage got off, and all I could hear was people going, "Oh my God, it's him! It's him! It's him!" And like video. They him. engaged at this point. Did you spot a ring? When have they got engaged eight months ago? Have you not read? No, but official. Officially. Well, was she wearing a ring? It was official eight months ago. They just didn't tell you and I and the rest of the world. Well, then it's not official. If I don't know about it. <laughs> Until it appears like... It is not official. Hello magazine. Or in their case, hola. Hola, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> then it's not official. I saw um, that. But I, I wasn't looking for a ring because I didn't know at this point because right. the hola news <laughs> came out when I got back. So... Uh, I did. I wasn't looking for that. And when the connecting flight, I ran off because mine was effectively leaving just then. And I had a semi jackpot on the next flight, spare seat next to me. Okay. And they'd gone it's off a win. again down other 
road. So the flight was back and I slept, but then I did... <laughs> I I did something that was which I which I put down to jet lag and I went to buy I went to Boots to get some vitamins for the twins, full of cold every day. You know, yeah, vitamins are good. That's great. Need lots. Just load them up with vitamins. So it was three for two. So I got the two children's vitamins and I just said, oh I'll just get some for me. You can't go wrong. And there's that brand, the Well Woman or Well uh-huh. Man or Well Baby. Yeah. And so I thought, oh I'll get these. So I looked at these vitamins and I thought, oh that looks good. It said for sport. And late nights, early mornings, I thought, it sounds like me, doesn't it? And, and then <laughs> you, know, you weren't doing the sport, <laughs> you were watching the sport. It doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> late nights, fair enough. <laughs> sport, that, yep, tick. What do you mean? You're I do, sitting and I watching do, TV. I, I do do sport. And, and I was thinking, the New Year's resolution, this is going to be great. It's got all your vitamin Bs. And I was thinking sport, and it said like, working and I thought wow these are all things <laughs> I do to varying degrees <laughs> and I look at you me watch like a that. lot more than you participate <laughs> in <laughs> so and I thought oh they're a good price I thought this is brilliant so I get them and I come home and I'm talking to a friend and I said oh you know I got these vitamins I, I pull them out and I'm looking and I thought the, the person on the pack looked quite youthful and I was like Okay, it's going to look like that Again, one. like you, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just no, ticking every box. She was youthful. That's what I'm going to look like after the course of it. She was a model. And then at the top. <laughs> just, I mean, it's just mind reading. It's me inside out. The top, it said um, 13 to 19 years. And I thought, I thought, is that how long the company's been around? What's that? I wonder what that is. And then I looked closer at the youthful person in the box and then I read the title they're called well teen <laughs> she was a child <laughs> she's basically I've bought vitamins for 13 to 19 year olds but surely vitamins are, are just good in general well, there can't be vitamins that teenagers need that you don't need well there must be different things because uh, you're still growing I don't want to grow anymore <laughs> <laughs> You're They're still, not that you're, strong. You're still, <laughs> you, take, you take them and suddenly you've grown you're two still, inches. You're still growing at 13 to 19, whereas when you get to my rifled age, you, you start be, shrinking. You're not growing because of vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, then, vitamins, you're obviously growing because of vitamins in terms of nutrients in the body, but not vitamin supplements. But then, like. it, then, it, then it figured, didn't it? Because it, it said study. I took that as work, but study is in exams. Sport is in when you're that age and at school you have to play sport. Late, late nights, early mornings. I can only imagine that's going out. Why early mornings? Maybe going they just to school. stay up late. And teenagers. the picture on the front of the pack. I mean, she's she's really well. She's like thirteen, and it said well teen. And I just thought I blamed it one hundred percent on jet lag. So, mm. so how f- long can you blame jet lag for? With I, these things. I blamed baby brain for a good couple of years. <laughs> I kept saying the kids are eighteen. I guess, I guess they've left home. I kept saying, oh, it's definitely baby brain. So jet lag. We're recording this on Thursday, so I, I think it's. I think we're okay now. That was the day after, so I think that's an excuse. But no, it's it's cold, but it's it's good to be back. And we're, well, you've come just for the bite. The it's cold, snap, snow. bite, crisp, whatever other sharp Today. words they... I should say... Oh, yeah, we've had snow, lots of snow. Uh, there's so much in terms of... Look, if we went through the last couple of weeks in Australia, this uh, people would switch off because it would just go on. So I think, unless there's like a particular highlight or a person, I think we just should have a couple of minutes on those finals because they were so contrasting. So contrasting. Yeah. Asaka... Who did you have? Who did you have in the the heart and the head out of Osaka and Christmas? Well, it was one of those where genuinely I 
you, know, you, you would have been happy with either one winning. The Kvitova story is awesome. And I think just because of the story, I thought that I would wanted Kvitova to win. And I also, you know, just being a typical coach, sometimes losing is better for the long term than winning. I know, I know... Don't look at me like that. I mean, I know it's boring, but I, I kind of felt like it's if a Grand Osaka Slam final. Well, yeah, oh. and do you know what? That's that's what that's always what I say to the kids that I work with. I'm like, I don't care about results, win or lose. I mean, we talk, they're young kids; they're like 12, 13. I mean, if they're kind of eighteen, nineteen, you kind of have to start caring at some point. <laughs> but you know, I say to them, I don't care whether you win or you lose. It really doesn't matter. I don't even remember matches I played at that age. Don't remember any results. It's fine. And I always say, kind of like, I don't care about results, but I'll always say that when you're in the final of Wimbledon I will I'll, I'll okay I'll, I'll just want you to win I don't really care how you do it <laughs> just win get over that finish line <laughs> just do it no but well, she's already won a slam though that's the thing so no, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it of course she deserved it and I'm really happy that she won it but I was kind of like well the Kvitova story is that was so the heart, good that was, the heart was pulling at the it Kvitova was. story yeah no, I know it was I totally agree. and you know what you know she didn't really play the way she played through the tournament, she, that forehand was uh, a bit tight or nervy. I'm not really sure what it was. I mean, Osaka was just absolutely brilliant and thoroughly, thoroughly deserved the win. But yeah, I, I kind of was leaning towards Kvita in terms of what I wanted to. I kind of thought that Kvita would win because it was a matter of if Kvita plays her best tennis that we've seen through the tournament, I think she'll beat Osaka. And she's so good in finals. I was really surprised that she actually didn't pull out her best tennis. I mean, she pulled out some serious fight, but and she obviously played to a very high level, but it wasn't what we'd seen. They, I mean, they're two lovely individuals for a start. It's one of those, I want them both to win because they're both fabulous. Think for me about Osaka. End of that second set, she had the championship points. She didn't get it. She Tears rolling down her face. She left the court. The fact that she came back in that third reset like a machine mm. to win it, was ridiculously impressive when you yeah. think how young she still is. And yes, she's she's won a Grand Slam final at the US Open last year amid everything that was going on. But to get to the point when the tears were there and it, the momentum looked to be completely shifting, to be able to turn it around and show that kind of fortitude, I thought was was insane. And Kvitova, I want such a massive, massive occasion, not just because it was a Grand Slam final, because look, she's won, she's got two Wimbledons and she's been in Grand Slam finals. But I think... It was even bigger because of everyone saying, right, this is, you know, the bookend. This just sort of completes the fairy tale. This, it must have been so overwhelming to be Petra Kvitova. I think the one thing, her coach, Yuri Vanek, was speaking, people had noticed that she was a bit leaner. And he said it's, it's helped her movement and she's a lot more comfortable. She said she's more comfortable when she's moving. And that's frightening for Kvitova. If she's now added that type of movement to her game, and as you said, when she's on it, I think I think she's gonna have a fantastic year. I think yep. that I think everything's there. I think mentally strong. I think, as I say, physically, she's got herself to a place where she's really comfortable. And as you say, she's got the game that can blow anybody off the court. It's got to be favourite for Wimbledon right now because she has won that one. Yeah. So and, and the game as well suited. And I, it's such an exciting time, isn't it? it? It's great. Osaka's amazing. It's great. She's she's well established. I mean, there really is the potential that she can dominate like Serena did for so long. And 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 I'm not just jumping on the bandwagon there. You have to understand she's she's won two back-to-back slams, which no one else has been able to do in the past couple of years. Still so young. And really, these two slams are part of her learning. There is so much to improve in her game and so much to easily improve in her game. Her mental resilience is 
beyond outstanding. To be honest, I I would be putting her in the league of Sharapova and Serena in terms of resilience in matches that, you know, I mean, I mean for Sharapova, it doesn't really matter what you think of her and her game. When she's match points down, she is often still the favourite to win. And the amount of time she's won from being match mm. points down. And the fact that how she does it is she just plays bigger. She doesn't think, oh, I'm just going to make lots of balls and see if they miss. And hopefully they can't go over the line. She just goes, I'm going to go closer to the lines. I'm going to hit it even harder than that. I mean, it's it's mad. And, and the same for Serena in terms of her resilience that we've seen over the years. But I mean, we shouldn't be surprised what we saw from the US Open from Osaka. I mean, it was under she was under extreme pressure. And she was just kind of like, well, yeah, whatever. Is it's quite weird. I, I'm waving a toy ladder at you from a fire engine. <laughs> and I'm not surrounded by toys. It's the things you find. It's just as I wave this yellow ladder towards you. Is Serena going to get and go past Margaret Court's record? I it think feels like the landscape has just shifted a little bit. It has, but it doesn't take much of an opportunity. It, it you know, Kvitova we know is hot and cold in terms of, okay, she's getting a lot of hot right now and she can be pretty devastating, but she can also crash out pretty early. Mm. She can lose to anyone, really. Mm. So say that happens at Wimbledon and say Osaka's tired because she's just had a mega year. Maybe she wins the French, who knows? I don't know. But maybe she's, maybe she's exhausted. Halep... Got to you know, think for the French Halep. Yeah, you got to think for the French Halep. But as in what I'm saying with Serena, I don't think it would take much falling into place for her yeah. to get over the yeah. line and win yeah. a slam, particularly maybe US Open. So I absolutely anticipate her winning another slam. I don't think she's going to go into any slams being the favourite, though. So she could very easily not win another slam. Do you see what I mean? So is that yes? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. In summary, I think she'll. I think she'll win one more. But I. I I think think she'll equal Margaret. I think that things will fall into place so that she'll get one more. She'll equal the record, which means she is the record Mm. holder with a joint asterisk. I struggle to see how things will fall into place two more times that's a lot to ask can Novak Djokovic match or surpass Roger Federer's 20 oh god it's boring isn't it is anyone else bored yet Djokovic it's boring it's boring (laughs) they must have been the easiest semi-finals and finals at the moment I find it amazing it's it's weird how I've kind of gone oh yeah I've gone no but I've gone with from Djokovic I've gone with being sort of oh not 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 massively enjoying watching him. It's quite sort of methodical and quite... To being absolutely astonished by what he has done and what he continues to do. I mean, that final again... Yes, though, the semi-finals, but yes. Um, They lost 10 (laughs) games between them, Nadal and Djokovic. And Djokovic admitted afterwards that he saw what Nadal had done and said he wanted to better it. I like that. And he did better it. But then... Who would have thought that two hours and four minutes, Novak Djokovic would be holding up title number seven in Australia with a straight sets win over Rafa Nadal, who had not dropped a set until the final and had just looked so good through the tournament? Yeah, I think everyone was anticipating an unbelievable final, but Rafa just, I don't know, I guess he just hadn't played at that level. It's just a different ask, isn't it? It's a it's a different thing coming at you and it's relentless and Djokovic is easily the best player in the world right now. Can't wait for that to be the final of Roland Garros. What, who did you pick to win? Djokovic. And who did it? These are our ATP Tennis Radio predictions that we've all done at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. And who have you got for the French? Nadal. And who have you got for Nadal? I think Djokovic will beat Nadal. I've, I've got him for all four. There you go. Who have you got Wimbledon? Djokovic. Who have you got US Open? Del Potro. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I no, I, I agree with you. I think I, I cannot wait 
for Roland Garros, I cannot. But that will be great because the clay will be a little bit of a leveler. But I still think that I, I still think that Nadal playing his best tennis and Djokovic playing his best tennis, Djokovic is comfortably better. You know that Stefano Tsitsipas had a Suvlaki named after him. Mm. The Tsitsipas Suvlaki um, at a Greek restaurant in Melbourne. Now, a friend of ours, Ben Rothenberg and Reem, they, they went there to have a Tsitsipas Suvlaki and actually waiting for the flight home. I was chatting with Reem and this is what now, five o'clock in the morning, hadn't slept. We have a conversation about Tsitsipas's Suvlaki, which is quite difficult to say, actually. And she said it was great. She said it had like pomegranates in, chips lamb i'm sure tzatziki. it is great but he didn't make it all right but it's named after him and, <laughs> and i like how you say it, but it's great like it's a surprise yes a greek restaurant that does greek food made a really nice greek dish <laughs> <laughs> stefanos didn't rock up and say mate i want to make a souvlaki let's you know but it, and that's what? the same restaurant where marcos bagdatis had a may have been a souvlaki or something named after him and a lot of the money is going to charity brilliant so love that it's great so they all went there one day and had... I didn't make it down. Um, I've got your present, by the way. No. I don't know if this sounds weird. I don't know if you've noticed that my pocket's been bulging. <laughs> Is it a koala? <laughs> oh, my God, it's a koala. <laughs> Not a live one. It was, <laughs> oh, it's a baby one. It's a... But it's a... And it will, we will post a photo of this because... And has, you will all agree with me that it is not cute. <laughs> now, can we just have it on record here that I have bought Naomi a present. It's I've, lovely. I've Thank risked you. excess luggage to bring it back in my oh, suitcase. <laughs> and I've produced it from my pocket. And to which he says, it's no, no, the one thing about it... This is great. ...has really a little bit more enthusiasm when you say it's great. Well, they've, <laughs> it's, they, but it's, you see what they've done? They, they've, they've been very smart here. Because they've, they've made the nose smaller than it actually is in real the, size. No, the... The eyes are a lot bigger you, than they are. No, the eyes are tiny yes, on no, the eyes are frightening. The eyes, These eyes no, are massive. I the eyes are bigger than the nose. I could have bought you... There's a teddy bear version. Lovely. But the eyes were so beyond frightening. I said to the woman in the store, have you actually sold any of these? Because the eyes are alarmingly big. I mean, that's a key ring. I mean... Well, no, but I hang on. I, I should... was just thinking somebody's going to walk around with that on their keys. Yeah, it's massive. You, it's bigger than my hand. Because it's your present. Not on my keys. Well, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to give it to your dog? Is Sven going to be... Sven doesn't destroy stuff. He doesn't destroy toys. He just likes toys. Just to, if anyone's listening to our podcast, they'll know that... Remember at Christmas, Naomi said, don't send me a Christmas card because she didn't want them. Can I just add, don't buy her a present? Because the, the, the gratitude is in small supply. She's currently staring it at it as if I've given her something that is really bad. It's a cute grey koala which has AO anything like a tattooed into its right ear and no. it's a key ring so she can it's not a key it, ring oh, it is a key ring it's, it's a teddy a, bear it's got a key ring hold it's on. like the size of it's a baby it's not a key ring <laughs> <laughs> a very small baby I was going to say <laughs> okay, maybe that was an exaggeration <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gigi. That's, I'm so glad you were thinking of me. Can everybody hear the sincerity? <laughs> so remember, everybody, don't send Naomi a Christmas card and don't buy her a present. <laughs> well, you know. I thought that was quite nice. That was my, that's One of great. my children actually said this morning, he said, oh, who's the koala for? I said, it's for my friend Naomi. And the other one said, got big eyes. <laughs> said, got yes, big it, eyes. Yes, it has. And koalas have very small eyes. We'll, we'll post a photo so you can see the big eyes. That's so awesome. You're going to grow to love that koala. Do you think? Yes. And I would also like to say that, remember there was a time on 
Instagram, especially when we had a lot of dogs following us, as in actual dogs. Oh, so yeah. The, oh, are we up to the Sven segment yet? So the description was sort of, I am a, I don't know, a husky and I have blue eyes. And yeah, I'm actual devil. dogs. Actual yeah. dogs. We're now adding humans to our followers. So not dogs. Oh, right. <laughs> well, oh, so, that's, that's the first goal you achieved. Got actual people. <laughs> yes, I got the jet lag as well. <laughs> She's been so knocked over by a very scary koala with big eyes that's currently staring at her. And, and Nat J has sent in a question. And you can send us questions via um, Instagram, the little message section, or on Twitter. So I have a question for you. Mm. Are you ready? Ready. Nat would like to know, what is it like warming up with your opponent? Is there any intimidation that happens? And if so, how? Oh, in the five minutes at the beginning of the match? Yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple of interesting experiences. Okay. Well, so when I played against Marion Bartley, who you know well. Who I was working with. Exactly. In France. I haven't spoken to her since I played her, actually. Uh, I played against her in Edgebaston. Okay. And we had no rallies. I basically fed the ball in, she hit a winner. I fed the ball in, she hit a winner. I came to the net, she tried to hit me in the face and then just kept hitting winners. So it was uh, that a disjointed rap. But I don't think it was deliberate. But, it was did, just... it, but did it scare? That, no, that's, if anyone's seen her warm up, I mean, it's fierce. Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't deliberate. She wasn't trying to disrupt but, my but, rhythm. But did it intimidate you a little bit? Uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Because that was just how she, tr- that's how she trained. That's she didn't she really is. do rallies. Yeah. She just saw a ball trying to hit it past you. That was her approach to tennis. Yeah, she won Wimbledon, right? Yeah. I didn't win many games in that match. <laughs> I think it was one and two. <laughs> it's all right. I did what I qualified. as in the third round of Edgebaston, so it was all right. Lovely. Something like that. I, nice. I might be making that up. <laughs> yeah, I won matches, can, sure. Can someone fact check that? <laughs> don't don't well, look at it. In a couple of years' time, they'll be like, well, when I won Wimbledon, <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, you're a good friend, but I'm sure that didn't happen. Well, now, on a technicality, a technicality, I was runner-up at Wimbledon, so... But, <laughs> how it, can you explain that? Well, because I lost to Venus, who was defending champ, and she, she won it. She beat Serena in the final in 2008 after I played her in the first round, but I got the closest to her in a set. Big, she didn't lose a set. Big point there. First round, you face it. That's about as far away from the final. <laughs> That's as far away as I got from no, the no, final. That I year. got more. I got the closest to her. I got more games of her in a set than Serena did. So I was technically the second best player in the tournament. And you know, I don't need the points or the money. It's fine. Wow, that's how your mind works. <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's quite incredible, isn't it? No, I. It's it's something that I pull out when I'm dealing with um, frustrating tennis parents, and they say, well. My child, uh, well, oh no, she's she's playing against Lauren, but Lauren beat this person who beat this person who beat this person who my child lost to or who my child beat. Oh. So she must she must win, right? And I go, well, you know, I beat Kerber. It doesn't <laughs> don't make me number one in the world. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Yeah, so the other one where it was a little bit intimidating was warming up with Venus. I mean, it was intimidating for a number of reasons. Feels like that would be intimidating. Yeah, I mean, it was intimidating when I was waiting outside the when we were waiting. We, you know, you're held by the trophies. And so that's when you're called. Your match is called. So you're called. So it's intimidating for. I mean, it, the intimidation starts at the very beginning. So I was called and picked up from the change room downstairs, and then you go up to the seeds change room, which is really nice and all. Everything's gold and all that I've sort been of stuff. In it. It's, it's very nice. nice. Oh, they're redoing it. They're redoing Are they? It. Yeah, it'll be even nicer. 
And so you have to wait for her. So you have to wait for a while. So that's kind of intimidating. And then she comes out, which is really intimidating. <laughs> and you have to walk down this corridor. How did you make it to the court? <laughs> no, I genuinely don't know. A wobbling wreck. Genuinely don't know. And then we have to walk down and then there's loads of people kind of line the way and you walk past them. I don't know what they're doing. And anyway, so you get down to the bit outside the court where it says if you can meet triumph and disaster yep. and treat those two imposters both the same. I've probably just slightly edited that, but it's something like that. And you've got the trophies there in the cases, glass cases, and then you've got the all of the winners and obviously you just see V. Williams, V. Williams... <laughs> Shouldn't v be, Williams. I think she'd won it three times by then. Shouldn't you been in your own world just focusing with like music on and not looking around at the fact that the person you were playing had won Wimbledon? Well, no, well... Shouldn't you be just well, kind you of... you have to also... Eyes down. I just don't take in that but You have to also face reality. So there's a, there's a balance of, you know, it's all very well living in a bubble and trying to be super positive. But the reality is that you are about to do that. And, and I look to my left and there is V Williams. <laughs> I look to my right, V. Williams, V. Williams, V. Williams. And I think, okay, it's including last year. So I was like, okay. And then we went and warmed up. And when I went to feed the first ball in, she's standing inside the baseline, like well inside the baseline. So I was kind of waiting as if like, do you not want to get back to where every other normal person stands? And she just looked at me and was like, no, no, come on, feed the ball in. So I fed the ball in and she's just nailing at me. It was so fast. It was just really scary. And then also returns as well. She stood really far inside the baseline. I, I had a relatively big serve. It was probably possibly the one weapon I was going to try and utilise. And she was just <laughs> melting these balls around, these returns away. And I was like, okay, that's really scary. And I think that was possibly quite deliberate. Cause, but I spoke to, I've spoken about this with Jill Krabus before. And I think I actually touched about it with Kim Kleist maybe this year about facing Serena Williams. And they and Jill says she does the opposite. She just rolls the ball in. So you warm up with Serena. She rolls the four. The yeah. serve. She just bowls the serve. In. So you're thinking, oh, hang on a second here. I I might have a chance if this is if this is what I'm up against, especially the first time you're facing someone, or in this case, Serena Williams. And and Jill said it's great. So you feel really relaxed by the end of the warm-up because she's just been knocking it back to you and then suddenly you face the first ball and this serve flies past and you don't see the ball it crunches into the back of the court and you start shaking thinking mm. where did you, you know she's got a massive serve but because you've had this sort of five minutes of oh I can I can do this I can get something on this that she does sort of whether okay whether she does that on purpose or whether she's just not that bothered about the warm-up because some people like Marion Bartley was very intense when she played whether it be yeah. practice or warm-up or playing or maybe it was deliberate Serena Williams thought right I'm gonna do this but maybe it just was the fact she thought well I, I don't need to ex exert all this sort of energy in the five-minute warm-up I know what I can do so that's the extreme when you're facing a Venus mm. Williams when you were playing at other levels and yeah. you were the favourite or the one to beat, did you ever do anything to intimidate your opponents? Uh, yes. Did you? Yes. <laughs> Most of the time. Did you? So just... <laughs> I just I've discovered a whole new you. Right. Well, okay. I think that... I, I, so you were runner-up to Wimbledon. As a coach. You don't like gifts or Christmas cards <laughs> and you terrorised your opponents. Um, as, a, as a coach now, I 
I really do talk to players about the importance of the five minute warm up because most of them just kind of go and knock about a few balls. They don't even think about things. And mm. actually, if you're playing someone you never played before, then you can suss out what they're good at, throw in a slice, throw in a high ball, see what the technique's like on it, see if anything makes a miss, mm. you know, whatever. So I had two things that I would always do. Well, not always, depends who I was playing because people would know even if people didn't know me, you'd find out that I'm a lefty and that I've got, I had a good swinging serve and it, I could move it quite a lot. And that was probably the biggest thing to be aware of. I mean, any, anyone, would tell, my coach would even tell you that. Like if you said to my coach, be like, Oh, you know, Naomi, how does she play? He'd be like lefty, big swinging serve <laughs> because it was such a standard thing. Like he wouldn't care. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's fine. So in the, if, if particularly if I was serving in the first game, so I'd won the toss and I was serving or I was lost the toss and I was serving. I would spend the entire warm up just hacking my serve with so much slice and spin because they're desperate to try and just get a couple of hits on it to get used to it before you start. And I'd put so much spin on the ball and slice it so wide. I'd be hitting the tram lines. Just, I'd be standing really out far out wide, so slow, so much slice. And they'd be thinking, oh my God, this is absolutely brutal. So this was a and then in the first game, yeah. And I'd be telling them, I'd be like, I'm, go- I'm going really wide. Stop the ball because it's going to go on the next court and they're playing there. So can you just stand over there because I'm going really <laughs> wide? And I did just stuff like that. And then um, in the first game, uh, I'd hit all, they- they'd obviously be really panicking about this wide serve. And I'd hit every single one like that. wouldn't hit anything else. Every single one, super slicey. And then the first four points, I just hit four big flat serves and they were normally four unreturnable serves because they were already <laughs> on the other side. And then they'd just be like, what's going on? And I just always found that quite entertaining. I mean, it only helped me for a game. But <laughs> I was going to say, oh, you got past that first game? <laughs> yeah, but then it's quite good because then it pulls them back away from sitting out wide and yeah. then, they have, then they have to be aware of the flat one as well. Um, but I just found it really entertaining. <laughs> uh, another game we used to play was try and hit them on a body serve on the, on the <laughs> slowly. I hit them slowly uh, and the return and I would always try and absolutely blast a serve just one serve absolutely blast it it kind of helps me shape my shoulder out properly and I could generate quite a lot of pace so again that was kind of quite an intimidating thing I couldn't really intimidate him in any other way but I mean Venus is such a big presence because she's so tall and has this frame so her looming forwards and coming up the court is really really intimidating if I did that it's not intimidating people would be like what's wrong with you <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> but um, but for me, it was my serve. Everybody was coming onto court thinking, like, I've got to try and figure out the serve. So I'd just play mind games with that. Nat, thank you very much for that question. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it's a really good question. If, As I say, if everyone else has a question, most likely for Naomi, then Instagram, you can send us a message or you can tweet it and we will get... One thing we have to do, um, I think this is Brett, is always wanting the Sven segment which we haven't done for a while because we segment w- w- sorry because we've been quite tennessee shock yeah so we need a sven segment absolutely um he's around he's he's good <laughs> there you go he's still going sven is still with us he's still chugging well you never know right he's chugging along um he's been in ninja camp so we've told you before about him going to boot camp but i have been running ninja camp with him since the Australian Open finished. I told you there was a scary side to Naomi. And there is now a... Sven is experiencing it. Sven's becoming a little ninja. So I've been just teaching him some little tricks and stuff just to... I've seen him crawling. He's so smart. Yeah, so I taught him how to crawl, which is really cute. Can we but that's like a ninja, these... you know, crawling Can around. Can we post one of these videos? Sure. So what I want people to listen out for is Naomi's voice. It's, it makes every time I hear this video, I laugh and I have to use sound because you sound Down. like, is it, was it, do you remember the, is it, is it Barbara Woodhouse? Was it the famous dog 
trainer. There was like TV right. shows. I Maybe I'm too old and you're too young. <laughs> um, but it was really famous. Mm-hmm. Someone will correct me if I've got that totally wrong. And it's just, a, I'm not even going to do it, but your voice goes really high and kind of squeaky as you're asking Sven to do things like roll and crawl. That's because each command has a different level. So if I say down, if I said to him down, he wouldn't know what I'm talking about. So my down is down. It's really low. Um, and other ones are higher. But when you when you get um, when you're asking him to roll, then you get quite squeaky. Well, I haven't done roll yet. Spin. So we, I've taught him to crawl and to spin, and he's doing really well. He's such a cool dude. I've got loads of pictures and videos that we'll whack up. That'd be great. Yeah, Barbara Woodhouse, he's great. dog trainer, author, horse trainer, television personality, and she had 1980 television series. I'm not that old, but it it was like repeated. Training dogs the Woodhouse way. Oh. I should look at that. I mean, look, she, I'm not some also, sort of master trainer. She was here. also known for her no bad dogs philosophy. Do you know what that means? But well, that's so. good philosophy to have. I definitely have that, good- have that. And I've had to have that <laughs> through my life with Sven. <laughs> Just thinking there's no bad dogs. He can't possibly be a bad dog. There are no bad dogs. <laughs> but if there you were a bad, good if dog. there were bad dogs, Sven would be in that category. No, he wouldn't be. We, he's, I, he's a gem. But we, but, uh, post, we will post that. Yeah, but Sheba's are notoriously difficult to train, and uh, you know, I, I've we think if we done the hurdles, why else you could do, you could do the hurdles? We've done the hurdles, crawling, spinning. They're all very useless talents, as I say, unless be, he's going to be an injury. Must be thinking, what is she making me do? Standing above and going roll, yeah. roll. He's thinking, what are you making me do? You're humiliating. Well, that's the thing roll. is that I he learns everything super quickly. So he learned how to crawl in about four minutes and he'll do it. But then once he's okay. learned it, he then won't do it. Do you anymore. have to crawl to show him what crawling is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gigi's never trained a dog. <laughs> but I'm sure that I'm, please, if there's someone out there listening to this that also wondered that, can you please just message in? But, but how, how do you... He doesn't understand the word crawl, so how do you show him what crawling is? <laughs> you make him crawl and then you keep saying the word. No, but how do you make him crawl? Like, if, like with a baby and walking, you kind of hold the hands and then you say, oh, you're walking. And there's, so how do you make him crawl you you make him do it so like when you t- how do you make oh this is a whole new podcast um, <laughs> no so i got him to lie down yeah. so i say down and he lies down. down and then i put a treat i hold it in my hand and then just put it on his paws so he tries to eat it he comes forward a bit and then i just move it an inch away oh, you're cruel. and then he just tries to get it and i move it again and then he, so he ends up kind of trying to crawl across the floor to get it and i keep saying crawl good good sven crawl and then you do so that. Can I just say, sensible question. Well, but not the like, do I show him how to crawl? <laughs> He's not going to go, oh, is that what you mean? Sure. <laughs> no, but you could do it and then say, do this. <laughs> no, but it's like if you teach him to sit, you have to push his bum down. Yeah, so I thought So crawling, that he knows sit and then you, you associate it with sit. If you... I don't know, that would be a video I would want to see. He doesn't care. <laughs> you, you crawling along the floor and Sven looking at you as if you're mad. The crawling really wasn't difficult to teach. I think that's a really simple thing to do, but spinning was hard. Did you have to spin? The spin is, the spin is slow. No, I don't spin. I don't, the spin was hard to get. It took like a good kind of 20 minutes before he would do it. We, we, he's we, very smart and he's doing really well. We promise you there will be um, videos. Uh, not of Naomi Crawling, apparently that doesn't happen. Uh, what's, we should end on a tennis note, I feel. What's next for you in the world of tennis? Rotterdam is what, well, I have a lesson with Daisy tomorrow. <laughs> but that's, that's more okay. immediate. Yeah. But uh, Rotterdam is my next tournament that I'll be commentating on, which is what, in like a couple of weeks? I have Fed Something Cup, good. which is next weekend. 
as we're recording this. Of course, yeah. It might be this weekend. So, and then a, and, and then a little bit of Acapulco. Oh, a little bit. Just, just the final. Just a taste. Just taste. Just a, a drop of Acapulco. Just a, just a drop of Acapulco. And then... It's Are you not, doing the final? Yeah. I'm doing the final. Are you? Are we doing it together? Are we doing it together? <laughs> <laughs> Are we? Yeah. Are we? <laughs> oh. For the same people? Yes. Radio? Yes. Oh, wait, we're doing I the final together. Everyone's going to tune in now. <laughs> Our, produ- our producer's going to say that the listening figures for this Acapulco <laughs> final are through the roof. Yeah. It's the fact that people listening to this probably thought we were friends. <laughs> we had no idea we were doing that final. I hope so. And um, <laughs> I'm still doing it. We're, as we're, we're going to go for lunch now. Yeah. Because we're Let's. actually in the same place. And I don't have to pick up twins for a little bit yet. So I think now is the time. Should we go and eat? Let's do it. I'm starving. And, and yeah, questions from people would be lovely. More questions. A Any review? other tricks you want a me to teach Sven? Brett, get in touch tricks yeah well i'm running out of the I, rollover is gonna be pretty tough i don't know how to do that well, i don't know how done, to make him roll over done roll so i how... haven't done roll i've done crawl no that, in the video you did a spin he sp- well, spun around the difference a spin and a roll well rolling is when you lie down and they roll over like a sausage roll <laughs> you would just have to show him <laughs> oh, right. sorry well, I'm, off, I'm off to teach Naomi about barbara woodhouse and, <laughs> and we're gonna have lunch but no it's, it's good to be back in the same same time zone oh it's been fun and roll on acapulco nice to catch up <laughs> see you in acapulco <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>